People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools. Spring deals at Ross will have you saying, it's a yes for me. Say yes to trending looks like tube tops, dad shorts, and mini skirts for less than online, or vintage tees and beach shorts for a weekend getaway. With all the styles to choose from, there's a yes around every corner. Because saving money and looking good is what you do. It's a yes for you and your bank account. Hit up Ross for your certified yes for me moment. Hey, before we dive into this episode, I have an important question for you. What if you could start your home-based business in less than a week? Or let me rephrase that. What if you could finally make that paid hobby or passion project of yours an official business set up from start to finish in less than a week? What if someone handed you the roadmap with the exact steps you need to take to do just that? Well, I am doing that and I can't wait to share about it. Work from home rates and home-based businesses are on the rise. And if you've been thinking about starting your own small business in 2021, I created the exact roadmap and packaged it into a bite-sized, highly affordable bundle in the Own It Academy called The Starter. One of the number one complaints I hear from women who want to start a small business from home but struggle to really take that leap is... I just don't know where to start. I wish someone would just tell me what to do first, second, and third. So we put together a plan to help you do just that. From getting legally protected, financially organized, building a standout brand, and getting started with sales, you'll have the steps you need in the right order so you can focus on doing the fun parts that you love and rest easy knowing all the business stuff is completely taken care of. Plus, I brought in some incredible experts, including business attorneys, trademark lawyers, designers, and more to offer their expertise as you set up each step of your business for success. There's truly nothing else like it out there. So here's the deal. For one week only, this program, valued at over $600, is available to enroll in for only $97. Yes, you heard that right, but after one week, the price will go up. So if this sounds interesting to you, if this sounds like something you need, I highly recommend taking advantage of this early enrollment pricing, even if you can't start on it right away because you can work at your own pace. And early enrollment is officially open now and this special early bird pricing of $97, less than 100 bucks to start your business in under a week. That special early bird pricing ends on January 24th. So if you're ready to do this, just go to learn.theownitacademy.com slash starter to enroll. Again, that's learn.theownitacademy.com slash starter or click the link in the show notes. Did you know that the Bible actually teaches on the importance of diversifying income streams? I didn't know this until very recently, but when I learned it, I thought, oh my gosh, that is so cool. So there's a verse in Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes 11.2 that says, invest in seven ventures. Yes, in eight, you do not know what disaster may come upon the land. So essentially that is speaking into the wisdom of diversifying your income streams to be prudent and prepared for if one of those goes down, you could still be able to pay your bills. So you know, that's kind of what I want to dig into in this episode. The fact that it is biblical to create multiple income streams is really interesting to me. And I'm not saying that you need to create seven right now. I'm not doing a sermon on this or anything, but 
Um, you know, what if you could create one or two? I want to give you some ideas and ways that you could do that and lean into, um, you know, some ways you could create some passive income or diversify your income streams for the benefit of your family, for the future, for your community and everything else. So that's what we're covering in this episode. I hope that this is a topic that interests you. I think this is, uh, this has been a very commonly asked question. So I figure why not tackle it? Let's talk about it and hopefully give you some helpful steps forward and some thoughts on how you could start doing this relatively quickly. So let's get into it. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. I'm going to start with a story just to kind of set us up. I think this kind of sets the mindset um, that I want to enter this conversation with. So when we first started working with a financial planner, he asked us what our financial goals were and what our retirement goals were, things like that. And randomly, I wasn't even prepared to answer this. Like I hadn't even really processed the thought. It was like as if my subconscious knew the an answer to put out there. Or, you know, when we were talking about like, well, what's our, what foundational mindset do we want to operate with when it comes to how we're creating income and how we're, you know, setting ourselves up for the future and all these things that you discuss in a financial planning meeting. And it was so interesting to me because it was almost like my subconscious just blurted this answer out before I even had a chance to process it. I said, I want to make sure that we're living like we're retired now. And he asked me what I meant. And I had kind of a hard time putting it into words at first. And I definitely didn't mean like Veruca Salt, Willy Wonka style, where I was like, but I wanted to know. That's definitely not what I meant. But I had a hard time kind of articulating what I did mean or what what that meant to me. And so he told me that my homework was to think about that, write down my answer, because he said, I really like that. I think you're on to something. Let's just clarify what that means for you guys. And so he said, you know, go home, think about it, write down your answer, and then bring it back to our next meeting. So we wrapped up the meeting talking about a few other things. And then that was really what I spent the next several days doing. And it became very clear to me very quickly that I didn't mean that I just don't want to work ever again and just want to move to Florida and sit on a beach or play golf all day. That's certainly not what I meant. But I, as I was kind of thinking through like, okay, what do I mean though? Um, there was a couple things that came to mind. In fact, speaking of Ecclesiastes, I touched on that a second ago. There's a, there's a verse that says, what has a man from all the toil and striving of heart, which he, which, in which he toils beneath the sun. Even in the night, his heart does not rest. This also is vanity. There is nothing better for a person that he should eat and drink and find enjoyment in his toil. So that's always a verse I come back to. Like, it's not saying that, you know, you just shouldn't work. But I think what it's saying is, if we're just, you know, miserable in our work and we're just grinding and we're not, and we're not enjoying what we're doing, I think sometimes that can be kind of a indicator of like, okay, it's not that work's always going to be fun. Work is work, right? There's times it's just not fun, even if you're in your dream job, trust me. But I think there's there's a wisdom here that Ecclesiastes brings up, not only the importance of diversifying income streams, but also eating and drinking and finding enjoyment in his toil, like having the time to have relationship and enjoy the earth and enjoy our lives. And, you know, yes, be generous. Yes, give. Yes, show up. Yes, work hard, but also rest and enjoy and enjoy and, and and enjoy the fruits of your labor. And so 
as I was kind of reflecting on that, I think I got the answer for my homework, if you will, from my from my financial planner. I said, okay, I don't want to just toil my days away trading time for money, you know, day after day after day, just for some future days that aren't even guaranteed in the, in the first place. Um, I also want to make sure that I, you know, I just don't want to be so hurried or work my days away so that I set myself up for not having to work in the future that may or may not come, right? That's another way to say that. I also want to ask hard questions like, why am I doing this? And how is it aligned with that why? Or am I just kind of chasing the wind constantly working? Like, what is this ultimately all for? I also wrote, I actually want to enjoy the work on my hands and take the breaks and create rhythms of rest now without worrying like, oh my gosh, am I going to be able to pay my bill next Friday, right? Like I want to make sure that I'm being intentional about how we're going about creating income streams so that we can actually take a step back from constantly toiling and enjoy the fruits of our labor and rest and create rhythms of rest. I also said, I don't want to chase feelings of happiness that I imagined would come when I don't have to work anymore. I want my work and how I use my finance to be so full of purpose and meaning now that happiness and fulfillment is a byproduct of that purpose and meaning, not the other way around. And then I also said, I just don't want my work to be in vain. I want to be, I don't want to be so busy or hurried that I'm not available for the most important things in life, like my relationships and my health and my family. So as I'm planning for the future, I've really stepped into planning with this vision in mind. And as I think about how I spend my time now and how I'm working and and the types of work I'm taking on and how can I create things that have, you know, that, that have concentrated effort and then create a harvest, right? How do we reap and then sow rather than constantly feeling like I'm reaping, 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 and it's just like this hamster wheel, right? Well, that was really hard to say. <laughs> you know what I mean? So as I'm kind of, as we started planning and, and vision casting and thinking through this, it really came with this vision in mind. I want to be prepared, but I don't want to just work for a future day. So here's why diversifying income streams can be helpful. One, it allows you to be prepared because going back to that verse 11, I think it was Ecclesiastes 11, two, um, it says you don't know what disaster is going to come up on the land, right? You don't know if your job is going to be replaced by robots tomorrow. Wow, that was really crazy. Okay, let me give a more realistic example. Um, You don't know if your job is going to be around tomorrow. You don't know, like there's there's always uncertainty, right? So it's like, how do we how do we operate in a world that's full of uncertainty where at any point one of our income streams could go down or what could be our only income stream right now could go down or we could get sick and not be able to show up to work or whatever it is? And how do we operate in a world where we are relatively prepared for that without being panicked about it, right? And and how are we being prudent and wise about how could we make sure that we're thinking about the future and possible unknowns or unexpected things that could happen so that if our one of our core income streams goes down, it's not that we don't have any income, right? We may have to adjust our lifestyle or we may have to make some shifts or whatever. So there's that thought process as well as, you know, if we're creating multiple income streams that are relatively passive too, if we could create a couple passive income streams that don't necessarily equate like you put in this many hours and therefore you get this amount of money, if we can create something that creates income regardless of the amount of the time we put into it after creating it or once it's done, that can also then free up our time so that we're not just toiling and toiling and toiling for a future day where we eventually have time to do the things that we want to do and that are most important, but that we have that time and we create that time now, right? So, and we do that when we have when we're new in our marriages or when we start having kids or when when our parents are aging and we want to be able to be present now. So, you know, I just, I kind of started to really dig into that. And I said, you know, I just don't want to work for a future day 
only, you know, a day that may or may not come where I just stop working and do all the things I hope to do, like spend time with my family and see the world and rest and all of that. Like none of this wait till you're 80 to start living kind of thinking. That's not how I want to operate with my life. I want to make the most impact and have the ability to be present where I am when I have my youth as well. So this leads to the conversation about how could we cultivate that by diversifying income streams and creating even passive income streams as well. And so that's what we're going to dig into. First, I want to kind of define the difference between passive and active income, because this may be a little bit confusing if you're not familiar with these terms. So active income is essentially the money that you earn for working in the traditional sense. You basically trade your time and your energy for money, or you trade your products and services for money. So either way, you're actively earning it by spending time. And when you stop working, you stop earning money, right? That makes sense. You When you stop showing up, the paycheck stops. Okay. Now that's a great income stream to trade some time for money and whatnot. And that's how most people in the world have to create at least what would be considered a pretty steady income. But while you're doing that, you can also be considering ways that you could create some passive income or some, uh, some income that isn't so tied to your hourly, you know, salary or the, the direct amount of hours you put in. Okay. So when I say passive income, that is it's money that you can earn without taking time out of your day or a whole lot of time out of your day, if that makes sense. So true passive income is earned while you're sleeping or you're tra- traveling or you're resting or spending time with your kids or you know, trading your time for your money, doing something else. Um, but there can be this other income stream that can create income for you on the side. But it requires usually an investment up front. So a great example of this, I often refer to this because this, I realized, holy cow, this is truly a passive income stream is books. So a book takes a lot of upfront work. It takes a year or more to write and edit and get all done, sometimes even close to two years. It is a labor of love. You invest that time early on, but then that book sells and twice a year, royalty checks come in and there wasn't a whole lot of effort after you do the initial launch and you know release. You just might plug your book now and then but the book continues to sell as it is out in the world as long as you, you know, push it to begin with um, and just highlight it now and then. But the amount of money made uh, off royalties and, you know, ongoing payments versus the amount of time put in after that initial upfront investment, it's not equal. Like it's not like, I mean, a royalty payment could be what is a normal salary for most people that they have to work 40 hours a week for 52 weeks, right? So a book can be a really neat passive income source. That's just one way. So if we're thinking about, you know, it's almost like this autopilot earning for work that you did upfront. So you create it once, it's done, and it continues to sell. Now, the easiest way to make passive income would be with investments. And if you have the money or the cash to put into them, that's great. But what if you don't have you know $10,000 sitting around to invest and hope that you double your money in a couple of years, right? Money isn't the only way that you can invest though. And this is what I want to highlight. You can also invest your time. And that goes back to that book example that I was explaining. So like I said, we already know that time is worth money because most jobs are situations where you're trading your time for your money, right? Literally, most people do that every day, every single day. But there's also some really easy, awesome options that you can start trying or checking or you know just testing out when it comes to diversifying your income streams with passive income because most people can't work seven jobs, right? And this is where I think a lot of people get overwhelmed when they hear about diversifying income streams. They're like, 
oh my gosh, I don't hardly have any time to like work another, like I I hardly have time for my life right now. I couldn't consider taking on another job or something else that's going to take a ton of my time. And so I like to say, okay, how can you do this in such a way that it's going to be easy and something that you can start with and dabble with without necessarily having to work another job, right? Because that's just another situation where you're changing time for money. So passive income can be incredibly helpful for anyone, but I personally really just have a, a passion for helping young working women do this because especially young women, working women who are building their families and establishing their homes and doing all the things that come with kind of the, those building and establishing years in our life, because I am one of those high. Also, passive income streams can really be a great way to make money on the side for several different reasons. So I'm going to share a couple different reasons. And then, like I said, give you a couple different ideas on what things you could do relatively easily and quickly. So first thing is, you know, maybe you work full time, but you need more money or you need more income to cover expenses that are coming up or needs of your family. And so honestly, this is probably the most common problem for young working women, especially those in the building years of life. Many of you are paying off student loans, saving for your first home, paying for weddings, supporting a new child, like all of these things. And our resources are already being spread thin to so many of the different things in life. And so, like I mentioned, the whole training time for money thing and, you know, getting an extra job is hard and potentially impossible with your schedule and needs and everything else. And so the solution here can really become a passive income stream. Um, another reason might be that your job is limiting. Um, you know, they, you might just feel like you're kind of hitting a cap where you don't really have a lot of growth potential, or maybe you just have limitations when it comes to your job or your schedule, or maybe you've lost your ability to work, or you're, you're want to be prepared if you ever were to lose your ability to work or anything like that. And so that can be a huge thing is jobs can only get you so far. A lot of the time, they can only be so as reliable as the company that they have, and as well as your ability to work every day, right? And if that were to ever change, that can affect and limit your income and your income producing activities. Another reason is because of your time is limited. There's only 24 hours in a day. When you add up, you know, all the things we have to do between working and working out and making food and housekeeping and, you know, maybe taking care of a family or stewarding a relationship and, you know, all the things. Those like, hours in our day just go so fast. I've been sitting here and I'm like, I should be wrapped up recording podcast episodes by now, but three different things popped up in the last four hours and this time has flown by and I still have two more to go. You know, So it's just one of those things where it goes fast and our time is, is a precious resource. We can't make more time. We can make more money. We can free up time, but we can't create more of it, right? But we can find ways to create extra money. And if you're only making money from an hourly or salaried job, that can be something that really sucks up a lot of your valuable time. Like no matter how hard you work, you stop earning money the second you hit your 40 hours. Or even if you work overtime, like when you clock out, your money stops being earned, right? So no matter how much you just love doing what you're doing, your time is valuable and you can start really, it's really important to start thinking about how do I want to be using this time? And as Matt and I have entered into our family building years and even experienced hardship and loss and pain with that, it's really made me reevaluate how I want to spend my time, even when it comes to my businesses. Like, I don't want to just toil away, right? This goes back to the original story about like, I don't want to be trading my time for money when it comes to my businesses. So I want to make sure that I'm creating businesses and, and work that 
I can create something and pour into it once and then it can continuously create revenue, right? So that I have that time freedom. That's so important. With the right passive income streams, you don't have to clock in or clock out. Your income isn't limited to your hours or your salary negotiation or any of that. It is beyond the amount of time or workability that you have. And so, you know, I just think those two things together are so important. With two little kids, I do most of my shopping online now, but it can be so hard to shop for things like clothes online because I never know if I'm getting good quality until it arrives. The game changer, upgrading to high quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next, and I stayed on budget. Quince has so many options to choose from, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. One of my favorite items from Quince is the silk pajamas I got. They are so high quality, a luxury pajamas, but not at a luxury price tag. And I just feel like they don't even compare to some of the other pajamas that I have bought online or that I've bought um, just at various different stores. And like, these are incredible. <laughs> Indulge in affordable luxury by going to quince.com slash she for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash she to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash she. I'm what you might call very good at hide-and-seek. And since we got Xfinity, we have Wi-Fi all over the house, even in my super-secret hiding spots. So I can kill time in here by streaming my favorite... Ha! Found ya. How? You left to find my tablet on. Get wall-to-wall Wi-Fi on the Xfinity 10G network. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. Thrive Market is a go-to for all your grocery and household essentials, and the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and you can use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with just a few clicks. And when you shop Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one one membership matching program. You join and they give. I use Thrive Market every single month. I get our dish detergent, dish soap, and various other just basic household essentials that are low-tox and non-tox ingredients, and it is the easiest way to get all of my favorite clean items sent right to my door at an affordable price, I should add. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash she for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash she. Thrivemarket.com slash she. When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 Brands Park American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated.
Another reason you may want to create an additional income stream using potential passive income sources is to leave the workforce. Like if you ever need to leave the workforce for any reason, maybe it's um, for to, to take care of yourself if you get sick or this was the whole thing about if you're unable to work, right? For the, like when I went through a miscarriage last year, went through two miscarriages last year, I remember sitting there thinking, I was like, I was sitting on my couch and I remember thinking, okay, I, it kind of took me back to my why, if that makes sense. So I had created some businesses, but, and they had grown pretty quickly. And then I was stewarding a lot of things and I was really caught up in all the achievement and all the things that we were doing book wise and everything. And when I went through those losses, it like got, it, it really brought me to my knees and took me back to square one and made me go, okay, wait, why am I doing this again? Like, why did I want to create businesses? And why am I, you know, like I created these passive income streams and these, in these different revenue sources. Why am I like constantly toiling? And I realized it was because I had lost sight of my original vision and laying there on the couch and not having to report back to a job or having anyone ask. I mean, like there's always the pressure as a small business owner to feel like I got to get back with it because I got to drive the ship. But I was, I saw for the first time because I don't naturally pause. Like my, my natural state is not like, let's just rest. (laughs) I'm like, let's do something. So because of that, it was really something that it, it took immense pain, physical and emotional and and hardship to kind of knock me off my feet and lay me down and show me and allow me to realize, oh my gosh, I've spent so much time working so hard. And this is why, like my, my business is still going and it's still like, I'm not unable to pay my bills. Like it's okay. This is what I've worked so hard for. And I realized sometimes we can get so caught up in the doing and the, and the creating more and more and more and the wrestling that sometimes we don't even realize like, whoa, I've actually done this. And so the reason I bring this up is because I, even with having a small business kind of had to leave the workforce for a few weeks in my healing experience and my healing journey. Um, in that I wasn't showing up and doing normal work stuff for several weeks, but because I had poured into books and resources and other things that were selling and creating income and batched podcast episodes and done things, we still had income streams even when I was out of the job, like I was unable to work. Right. And so it just struck me like, wow, this is so much of a blessing and so powerful. And so I share that from a place of experience where unfortunately it took something like that for me to realize like, wow, I'm so glad I created this, but it it was somehow impossible for me to see that I had created it until I was knocked out and almost forced to pause, if that makes sense. So that's a little unrelated, but my point is, you know, if you, there's, there's going to be seasons in life, whether it's because of loss or caring for a sick parent or, um, you know, having a baby, Lord willing, or, you know, whatever might getting sick, anything that can make it difficult for you to work. If you have to leave the workforce or, uh, you know, take a step down or take a step back from all the work that you've been doing that was creating a ton of income that was requiring your time and requiring you to show up, then, you know, that can be another really important reason, especially as us women, as we are building our lives and cultivating our homes and trying to build families and trying to build careers. And, you know, that takes a lot of energy and time and life's unpredictable. You know, you never know what can happen. And so how can we be a little bit more prepared even in the short term? Another, you know, another thing is diversifying your income isn't just, you know, awesome and a blessing, but it's also smart and biblical. Like I mentioned, Ecclesiastes 11.2 mentions it, um, you know, and we've seen what can happen when hardworking, good employees are kicked to the curb a minute that a company, you know, 
faces a conflict or a hardship. Look at 2020. 2020 with coronavirus and lockdowns and all that was a really grim reminder of how, you know, quickly something can change. And, you know, sometimes it can be easy to shake that off, but a lot of times it's not that simple. And there's been a lot of, you know, there's been a lot of examples and situations in the world that just have happened. And again, it's not about living in panic. It's not about stockpiling and hoarding and and storing up for the future and just working, 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 because at any point something could go wrong. No, in fact, that's actually like a scarcity mindset. Instead saying, okay, because I know that at any point something could go wrong, instead of just hoarding, hoarding, hoarding now and hoping that I'm prepared by the time that it, that something does go wrong or something does change, how could I start considering ways to just diversify my income streams so that if this one goes down, I'm okay, you know, or I can at least pay my mortgage for a month while I look for another full-time gig. Like that's the goal, right? So when you rely on just one or two jobs for your income, a lot of things can be at stake. And I think that's important to know. And we don't, you don't have to let that happen to you, right? You don't have to feel like that's your only option. Passive income is a little bit of money or extra money on the side that can help you stay afloat in those times that you may have to bridge the gap, even if you're working a full-time job. And so, I don't know. I just, I think that is obviously in the Bible. So I think that's biblical. It's, it's wise. There's wisdom, right? Ecclesiastes is a book full of wisdom. And even, I don't know if you know this, but the typical millionaire, which I think we think of millionaires as like these super fancy people. Um, no, there's a lot. I don't know if you've read Chris Hogan's book, Everyday Millionaires. If you haven't, highly recommend. It's so good. Million, he basically defines millionaire as what you own, but minus what you owe is your net worth. And it's when your net worth equals 1 million. Okay. So it's not that you have $1 million sitting in the bank and you're just like, you know, parading around on a yacht. That's not exactly, even though that's sometimes what comes to mind. We think like celebrity Hollywood parading around on a yacht. Honestly, there's so many people that I didn't even realize, like so many people I knew in my life, family, friends, or just people I knew that I didn't even realize were millionaires because they didn't act rich. Usually when you have to be really loud and flashy about being rich, it's, it's, it's like not true wealth and it's not wise. So just keep an eye out for that. Usually the most unlikely people that you wouldn't even realize are have a net worth of over a million dollars, um, are the ones like, there's so many unlikely people, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like people that you don't think look flashy or, you know, don't carry designer bags around or anything like that. Not that there's anything inherently just wrong with having a designer bag, but my point is sometimes it's not inherently obvious. And so it's not always what we imagine it to be. And I think that's important to know, but the typical millionaire has seven different income streams. Like that's only possible because of passive income. Like I mentioned, you can't work seven jobs. Like (laughs) you just don't have the time in the day, right? And still be a human and take care of your body and be there for your family and take care of what matters most. And so that's where this can be really, really important. So all of that said, I want to give you a couple different ways that you could um, maybe consider start to start creating some passive income streams. Um, One would be digital products. So actually these are all digital products, but let me give you some examples of what I mean when I say digital products. And then I'll dig into the other one. So basically digital products is one. Another one is publishing or eBooks. And an eBook is a digital product, but it's another kind of focus. So I'm going to touch on that separately. And then the third one is creating some sort of online class or course. Okay. So let's start with digital products. This can be templates. This can be, um, 
like uh, web design, like uh, templates. This can be social media graphic templates. This could be resume templates, any kind of template people can use that is already pre-designed. It could be stock imagery or um, anything that honestly, anything that you could sell on a site like creative market. So check out creative market. If you're not sure, or on Etsy, anything that's printable, downloadable, um, that kind of a thing. Another, like I mentioned was, um, writing an ebook. So I don't necessarily, when I say ebook, I don't mean in, um, an ebook, like that's like my personal story or like anything like that. I mean, a useful guide, something that teaches a method, um, a process, how to that kind of a thing. That is something people, because it's an answer that they're going to get, right? So unless you're an established fiction or nonfiction author and people want your ebook version of your book, that's different. But if you don't find yourself in a position where you are, you know, you have a massive audience and you can sell thousands of copies of your fiction book or whatever, that may not be the quickest way to passive income. A a shorter way, actually, when I first created my very first ebook, I remember this was like so eye-opening for me. I um, was sharing a bunch of like my hand lettering techniques and how I was using that with Bible journaling. And I was just sharing that on on social media. And I had several people ask, hey, like, do you have a highlighting and note-taking method that you use? And I did. And I never really thought to share it. It was just something that I every now and then would share pictures of, but I didn't ever think to like teach how I did it. But when I began to get questions, I thought, you know what? Yeah, like I could package up how I do this into an ebook. And it was like a 30-page ebook charged, I think it was like $9 for it. And I ended up selling a ton of those things. And I was like, whoa, I created that once and it's done and it sells. And so I was able to do it, sell it on my own site. And then I eventually was able to upload it to Amazon. And then eventually, you know, did that with a couple of other small tools like that. And eventually then self-published them to be more like print on demand books via Amazon self-publishing so that people could get like a hard copy as well. So that was kind of my first dabbling into trying my hand at some sort of book or workbook or devotional or ebook guide. And so it all started with ebooks and then eventually was able to show publishers, Hey, look, like I've sold a bunch of these self-published books that started as ebooks. And then that was when I was able to get a book deal and then start my more traditional publishing route. So that was really neat. And I think that's a great option. Um, and it's a great way to get started. If you can make sure that it is a useful ebook and you want to be teaching, you know, how to use SEO or, you know, creating a guide on how, how to do something or how to accomplish something. You want someone to have a tangible result so that they have incentive to buy it, even if they never heard of you, right? If it's just like an inspiring story, that's going to be harder to sell, especially if you don't have an established community or anything like that bought in yet. And then lastly, you can teach a skill. So this is, again, like I said, um, you can teach a skill with a course. So like I said, with the ebook, you can, if you, if you want it to be something that can really be sustainable and something people will want, you want it to be a how to, right? Some sort of how to. Now with creating a, a video or an audio course, um, this takes a little bit more time. Um, and so doing an ebook may be an easier place to start, but then you could expand on it or make it bigger to be able to sell and teach on some, sell a course that teaches on something. Maybe it's the same topic. It's just a little bit more in depth or a little bit more all inclusive. You can like, um, there's that, like I said, with the digital products, you can sell them on creative market. You can sell them on Etsy on different places like that, but you could sell courses on Skillshare or you can sell them on teachable, but, um, Skillshare is a place where it's kind I want to call it like 
kind of the Etsy for courses, if that makes sense. Because the reason I say that is just because it's a place where people are already going to look for courses versus they may not know about your website. Like if you don't have an established audience yet, you can share your skills, like how to do, I don't know, pattern design or how to, you know, paint a mural on your wall or anything that you know how to do. You can teach on a vi- with a video course and you can sell it on Skillshare, which is a lot like an Etsy, but for courses rather than for handmade products or digital downloads. So again, you're putting your work and these digital products that you've created in front of an audience that's, or it's like kind of like Amazon for eBooks, right? So you're basically saying, okay, I don't have a whole lot of an audience right now. So how can I put my work on a place where people are already looking for this kind of thing that ha- for on a site that has millions of users who are visiting it and looking for what I have to offer? I have bought so many things off of creative market. So, you know, tools for my business, templates for our sales pages, templates for podcast graphics, like so many of those templates that we can then just customize. I've bought so many different downloadable things from Etsy, such as even like kitchen labels. Like when I make, when I make my own clean products, I buy them off of Etsy and then, you know, I download and print them and use them and put them in my everyday living places. So that's another thing. Or Amazon, how many of you, I mean, how many things have you bought from Amazon? So many things, right? And so a lot of times it'll bring up suggested and similar and whatnot. So you're putting your, you know, design graphic or your ebook or your template or your tool or your video or audio course in, in a place where there are already people looking for it. Because if you find, if you find yourself listening to this and you're like, yeah, but I only have 200 Instagram followers and like, who would buy it? It's like, uh, the people who are utilizing these websites every single day. And until you, and then you can start building, you know, a little bit of a, of an, of a customer base. And then that's, if you ever wanted to go off on your own and go more all in, you could, but why not just utilize these resources that are already there? That's how I got started on Etsy. The only reason my products sold on Etsy was because I was putting them on a, in a place where people were already looking for those kind of goods. They were searching hand lettered, you know, wedding decor or whatever. And then the only reason my eBooks really sold was yes, I had started to cultivate a social media audience. Absolutely. But also I put them on Amazon and they were able to passively sell because they were coming up and recommended and similar products. And when people would search, you know, Bible journaling or creative Bible journaling, they would find my eBooks. So again, it's just finding different ways to do that. And little bits here and there can add up. Maybe you try one or two of these and see which one works better for you. It's all about testing and proving. And so these are just a couple ways that you could do this and get started quickly without an audience, without tons of money to invest. If you can plan something out, put a little time into creating it and then put it out there on one of these platforms, that's, and then, you know, obviously use your own reach, your own social media, if you can to, to share about it. But that alone can be a really helpful tool or really helpful tools and really helpful first steps. So I just highly recommend checking those out doing, you know, trying one of these, understanding that this can be really wise, really beneficial, not only for you, but also for your family and for your future as well, even though we're not only living for the future. So if you try any of these, let me know, reach out to us, tag, you know, tag me on Instagram, share on your story. If you make a sale, or if you start creating one of these, I'd love to see what you're creating. I'd love to cheer you on tag us at she podcast or at Jordan Lee Dooley on Instagram. So we can send you some clap emojis or just encourage you a little bit and um, see what you're up to. So I'm cheering for you. I believe you can totally do this. Start small right? My whole, my whole motto is incremental, implementable, imperfect action. Start there, start small and have fun. 
I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content. And it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.